Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and welcome back, baseball. It is uh, it's nice to see. We got our draft coming up this week, and I, I you know, when I pulled that uh, intro to Welcome Back, Cotter, I remember that as a kid. It's got a nice little rhythm to it, doesn't it? Boy, you know what? I really love the way you're opening the show, and uh, as you closed it last time with Why Can't We Be Friends? Um, <laughs> I, am, I am the champ. And I want to know how long it will be before the BL, before the Bush League, wants to be paid for their name, image, and likeness. All right, that's a good point. Like, right? uh, yeah, I, that's why I had to put cartoon pictures on the website, right? Because I don't want to use their likeness. Oh, because you think we're going to have to pay them? I'm possibly, but I don't know. Some people have told me that Tom's likeness is pretty close, so I might have to pay him. <laughs> Maybe it's a little too close. You got lawyers involved. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, the great thing is, number one, I'm not sure he listens to the podcast. And number two, I know he hasn't been on the website, so he, he'll never know. So okay. there we are. Okay. Yeah. So if, if we had if we all had NIL agreements, who do you think would make the most? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I'm going to say probably you. Me? Yeah. You or Bob, Bob, excuse me, Bob Kirk. He's a little bit of a financial shark. So okay. he would use some sort of insurance scheme, and I use scheme in the proper terms, not in the, the negative term, somehow to cover himself. So, uh, yeah. Why, why, what do you think? Uh, yeah, that's a... Well, actually, actually, can I change my game? Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I would say the young guns also, Casey and Sam, because they would know how to monetize on different websites. So... Yeah, you know, us, us old farts wouldn't know how to do that. Yeah, I, I, I think it, I thought it was a big deal when I got a Twitter account for this. <laughs> I tweet at you too. You I know. know. Yeah, we tweet at All each right. other. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so yeah, we, we we got a lot of stuff to cover. We had retention on Saturday night with uh, a little bit of drama, not much, but a little bit. Um, and then I also have a uh, to celebrate March Madness. I got a bracket for you. Uh, to go through this uh, this episode, um, the, we're going to start with the quarterfinals, and let me just kind of intro it, and then we'll get through it throughout the throughout the podcast. Um, it is the most hyped amateur baseball player. That's that's who it is. Now it it's not the biggest bust, the biggest boom. It's just the most hyped amateur okay. baseball player. All right, and l- l- let okay. me let me give you the top eight before we move on. So, uh, the ones the one seed is Steven Strasburg, going against the eight seed Bo Jackson. Then we got the four seed David Green. Remember David Green? I do. Yeah, against the five against the five seed Greg Greg Jeffries. Greg, oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Then we got the three seed Bryce Harper. Going against the sixth seed, Todd Van Poppel, Texas high school okay. pitcher. Uh, then we got the two seed, Bryn Taylor, going against the seventh seed, J.D. Drew. And I, okay. I think they were they were all hyped. Uh, so a couple of them were college players. Uh, a couple of them were high school players. So, um, but I, I, as I remember, they were all. Pretty hyped amateur 
baseball players coming into the draft and then trying to get you know you know looking at when they were going to actually hit the big league roster and, and a big league field okay wow this is a good list so we haven't prepared for this i wrote these down and now i can't even read my handwriting but this will be good okay <laughs> all right yeah so we'll, yeah. we'll after uh, it, we'll, we'll get through some stuff and then we'll and then we'll start um chipping away at that all right okay all right, uh, Bush League news. We had retention on Sunday night, or, or Saturday night. I'm sorry, Saturday night. Um, so let, let, let's just start with some general, some general notes. So I, what I found is that there were 15 starting pitchers retained. And four, 15? yeah, okay. 15 starting pitchers, four relief pitchers retained. You know, obviously they, they were closers. Um, do the 15 starting pitchers surprise you, give you any thought, anything? Um, okay, so for me, pitching has always been the hardest part of the auction slash draft. And if you have a pitcher that you feel good about, um, I, I say you kind of lock them in. And uh, I think what I had noticed was that uh, three of the Brewers starting pitchers, I think was the most for any, any one team. And then uh, Bob Kirk had had two of them, right? In Woodruff and Burns. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I guess I'm not surprised by by pitching. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Uh, the pitching is probably the most difficult. And if you feel like you have someone and you watched them last year and you feel like, all right, I you know he's at the right age. I I I think he's a good player. Um, yeah, I I I I think it's. Um, it's not surprising to me. Uh, and then it, what it does do is that 15 pitchers are retained, so it probably drives up the cost on the, on the more marquee pitchers because 15 of them are already gone. Certainly. And, you know, the pitcher that's going to be, as, as always, going to be the most interesting, at least in my mind, is how much Jacob deGrom is going to go for. You know, certainly if he were 100% healthy, he would he would top that three fifty four dollar range, but knowing that he only pitched what less than a hundred innings last last year, um, it's going to be interesting to see um, where he falls in in the auction. Yeah, there look like uh, at a quick scan look like there's about fifty three players retained. Okay. Yeah, um, I I think I was the only one that actually filled all seven spots. Yeah, I was going to mention that. That was nice. Nice job by you. Yeah, I, I, I got a count of 52. Okay, um, all right. So, yeah, close enough. And yours is probably right. I might have missed somebody. Yeah, and there were a few oysters retained. So we, um, we got three, I know, four, five, six, seven. About seven? Yeah, about seven. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, you know, you, you give up your, your first reserve pick on that. And, um, yeah, so – uh, you know, so it, it is a tool that that people use uh, on occasion. Yeah, it, it's good because if if you think about it, the reserve round starts in the reverse order of last year's finish, yeah. where the auction is you know purely um, that we get to pick. Um, well, we pick a tile, and that's who goes first. Yeah. So um, yeah, and there was a trade on Saturday night. Uh, I made a trade with um, the dudes. I traded him Matthew Levator, who was an oyster, and I got Mark Melanson clo closer for the Diamondbacks for fifty cents. Yeah, interesting. 
interesting trade. Yeah, I, I like Libertor. I, I, you know, I, I, I just, I mean, he could help this year. He, it may be another year or so before he um, gets into well, a rhythm. If you know, my cardinal knowledge counts for anything. I, I think the Cardinals would love to have him maybe spend another year in the minors. Um, because of the injury news with, with Jack Flaherty, um, that timetable may be pushed up to, you know, May, June-ish time yeah. frame. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm guessing he's going to see the major leagues this year. Yeah, I'm, I think he will as well. But it may take him a little bit to get, get his feet underneath him. But anyway, because he's, yeah. he's still a young kid. Yeah. He's pretty young. Um, uh, when I looked at the, the other – stat like a, a macro stat looked like there were 11 cardinals retained yeah that's really weird right why, why do you think that is i think i don't know you and i were talking before we started i think because they have good players that were bought inexpensively and you know they're good players that are at a good cost and as opposed to i don't i you know i don't know who else i, I mean other than the obvious, which is like guys like Tatis and Juan Soto are still under their their original Bush League contracts. Um, so, how many Cardinals did you say? Eleven. I I I think 11. I counted eleven, and and that includes Oysters too. So. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I think there were there were three Oysters for the Cardinals. Uh, the pitcher Johan uh, Oviedo. Oviedo. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, Libertura we talked about, and Nolan Gorman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would I would suspect that uh, Gorman and Libertor will see some time with the Cardinals. Oviedo may also, um, although he hasn't been mentioned prominently in in their plans. Who knows? You know, pitching staffs can fall apart pretty quickly. Yeah, they can. Yeah, and and it's it's also uh, at the trade di- deadline. You, you you'll see those guys swap too, so they'll add depth. You know, it's later in the season. Um, the, the other thing was a little surprising. So the, the, um, Padres and the Dodgers each had five retained Atlanta had six. And I thought it was a little surprising that the Phillies had four surprising high or surprising low surprising high. Okay. But I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Why do you, why do you say that? Well, uh, I think Zach Wheeler's a good, good fit at two fifty. Um, I think everyone else is just low cost and and trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and that goes that goes to retention strategy. Yeah. Right. Sure. The, the mm-hmm. three the three pillars of a good season is, is retention, and there's there's some luck involved. Hey, do you want to take a chance on somebody twenty five fifty cents that type of thing, or do you go with um, with, with with veterans you know are going to produce? And we've seen that as we as we go through the teams. This, this year, um, or in this podcast, we'll see that in the strategies that each of the owners um, used. Yeah, so we'll start with the Bearcats. <clears throat> um, so he, he has two Braves. He got Austin Riley kept for 50 cents, uh, Dansby Swanson for $1.50. And then he had three quarter players, and Blake Trinan, uh, relief pitcher for the Dodgers, Michael Gibbons, who just was traded or signed by the Cubs, for a quarter, and then uh, Adubal Herrera, the outfielder for the Phillies, at a quarter. So here's what was interesting to me, is is Tom was the first to submit 
is retention, and he did it on Friday because he knew that he wasn't going to be available this weekend. And he selected Blake Trinan. Well, at 25 cents, which isn't a, a big risk, but he caught he caught a break in that Kenley Jensen yeah. uh, was signed on Sunday. So yeah. I, I, at least that opens the door for Trinan to begin the season as a closer. Yeah, I, I, I think that's exactly where he's going to start out. So he, he, he was a little bit lucky with, with that, but, you know, good for him. And, I, you know, I guess the other part of, res, uh, of the retention is trying to think through, can I if, if I thought Blake Trinan was going to get 20 saves, can I get him for less than 25 cents? Sure. Right. Uh, if, you pay, if you pay 25 cents for 20 saves, I would take that uh, all day, every day. Yeah, sure. And, and that's I, I'm guessing that's a start with uh, Michael Gibbons as well. Yeah, um, I, I guess, is, is he supposed to be the closer in Chicago, or is that going to be Rowan Wick, or is it going to be a combination thereof? Uh, I, I think, yeah, who knows, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know yeah. if Rowan Wick's your guy. Gibbons ha- had a, had some hype in, in Cincinnati with, you know, Antone and um, Lucas, what's his name, Lucas Sims? I guess Lucas Sims, yeah, yeah. the other guy. And then none of them could ever get a rhythm. Yeah, but, uh, you know, some of that – I don't want to go too much off on the Reds, but yeah. it's just a bad organization. And, you know, I've talked before about David Bell just having this fiery temper. I, I don't know if that's part of their strategy, but they don't seem like they can just stick to to a plan. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's Especially in their bullpen because they have four yeah. guys and they, they can never find a rhythm. Um, and, and, and Amir Garrett's gone now. Yeah, and they traded Amir Garrett. Yeah. All right, moving on to the dudes. Um, he's got some big hitters here. He's got Juan Soto for a dollar, Manny Machado for a dollar. This is his last – both of them are last years on their uh, Bush League contracts. Jazz Chisholm for 50 cents. Nick Castellanos for 50 cents. Alec Baum for a quarter. And, of course, we talked about Libertor as an oyster. Uh, that, that's that's a pretty good start. Yeah, I you know, this is certainly um, the top one or two retention classes. And I like the way Bob Kirk um, threw over that mantle to, to, to Josh, saying that uh, Josh had the best retention. Uh, I think Bob was doing a little bit of, of ducking cover on his team because uh, Bob Kirk's retention is pretty good as well. Yeah, 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 I, I agree. Um, and then Bob is probably one of those, hey, for a quarter, maybe I catch lightning in bottle, maybe I get 75 ribs and, you know, close to an 8 OPS out of this guy. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Statman, uh, Julio Urias at fifty cents, Brian Reynolds at a dollar. Uh, he retains McCutcheon again, fifty cents. Uh, Gallegos for a dollar, and and Eddie Rosario, I thought was a nice pick at, at retention at twenty five cents too. Well, the the Statman always seem to they they love their their low bargain picks, um, and and I guess you know, he's looking at it in terms of value, which is sure. one of the strategies Absolutely. that can be employed in retention. Funny part was, I didn't even know Eddie Rosario had signed with the Braves. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, he's taking a risk here. I didn't realize that. Yep, yeah. Yeah, and he's a pretty solid player for 25 cents. I, it, that's a slam dunk. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Sewer Hawks. Uh, kept uh, Burns at 250 Woodruff at a dollar. Uh, he's got Tatis... 50 cents, still good value, even if he plays three months. Uh, Avisel Garcia at 50 cents, and Brendan Rogers 50 cents, and they kept C.J. Abrams as an oyster, probably because he's going to play for Tatis for three months. 
Yeah, so he's the other really good retention that I saw with the dudes. Yeah, it's it, it was nice. It looks like Woodruff is probably on his last year as a sewer hawk under that contract there. Um, yeah. Then we'll go to the Bulls. Jake Cronworth for a dollar fifty. Wilson Contreras, the catcher, for a dollar out of the Cubs. Uh, Adam Wainwright again for a dollar fifty, and Nolan Gorman as an oyster. Thoughts on uh, Wainwright at a dollar fifty? Uh, nope, because last year we made fun of him, and Wainwright, uh, you know, was what seventh in Cy Young voting um, last year uh, for the Cardinals. They really need Wainwright. They need him to pitch close to two hundred innings this year, which you know is asking a lot of a thirty-nine-year-old pitcher. So was uh, Wainwright's uh, 2021 year a dead cat bounce? Um, for him, no. I don't, okay. I don't think so. I, it, I don't think he's going to be as good as last year, but I, I would expect a, you know, a 3.5 ERA, a 1.25, 1.28 whip. Um, again, if you can get 200 innings, that really stabilizes your pitching. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I've said all this about Wainwright this year. Um, watch it. It'll just blow up in my face, and it will be a dead cat bounce. <laughs> all right, moving on to the Ducks. Uh, Pete Alonzo for a dollar. Jonathan India for 50 cents. Dalton Varsho for 50 cents. Keeps Acuna at 350, and Mike Clevenger is an oyster. Yeah, you know what? This is another good re- retention class, and this is the residue of his design from last year. You know, um, Casey got off to a really tough start last year and said, well, wait a second, I'm not playing for 21. I'm going to play for 22. So, um, you know, looks like he'll have one more year of, uh, of Acuna, which who should be back, what, mid-April? He's not going to miss that much. Yeah, no, he's not. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this, this, is, this is a really good retention class. All right, and then moving on to you, uh, you got Tyler O'Neill for buck fifty, uh, Dylan Carlson for twenty-five cents, Trevor Rogers for fifty cents, and you kept Josh Hader again for a dollar fifty. Yeah, Blah. Yeah, This is this is this is this is a wobbly uh, retention here. Um, this is bottom half retention for me, but I didn't really have much of a choice. <laughs> well, I think Carlson's a slam dunk at a quarter. Right? Yeah, I mean, Carlson's yeah. going to be a really good player. Yeah. O'Neal, it would be good to see O'Neal as a 30-20 player, which is certainly possible. I, I just don't like the, the, the swing and miss in his game. Um, but mm-hmm. I think the Cardinals are committed to him. Yeah, and I think Trevor Rogers is an easy pick. Uh, you know, we, we, we talked about this at the outset. I, I just don't like, I don't, I don't like starting pitching. And for 50 cents, it's, yeah, it's, it's hopefully I can't lose proposition. Yeah, and I don't think Hader would be traded because the Milwaukee's going to make a run here. Nope. No, yeah. I, I wouldn't if I were Milwaukee. No. Um, and then we'll go to the Rebel Alliance. Chris Bryant for $2.50 in Colorado. Walker Bueller for $1.50. Josiah Gray from the Nationals for a quarter. And Edmundo Sosa for a quarter out of the yeah. St. Louis. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, certainly Bryant and, 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 and Bueller um, are, are – are, are, I, I think Bryant – from a fantasy standpoint, it's going to put up some nice numbers. I'm not sure from a player standpoint that's where you really want to go. Um, Josiah Gray is, is going to be a good pitcher. He's yeah. just, you know, maturing into that role. Okay. Yeah, and I agree with that. And Sosa, you think he'll get enough at-bats? Because are they kind of giving up on Dijon? Um, I, I, I No, I, I, I don't know that yet. Okay. I don't know that yet. I, I think that's a little bit of a risk because I, I think the Cardinals are leaning toward, they want to get uh, DeYoung every chance at, at, at shortstop. 
And if that doesn't work out, I think their plan could be to put Edmund at shortstop and have Gorman at second base. So I, I, I think Sosa is really going to be more in a backup role. Okay. All right. Uh, then we'll go to mine. I got Ian Anderson for two, Freddie Peralta for one, Dakota Hudson for a quarter. I traded for Mark Melanson for 50 cents, and I got Will Smith for 50 cents. And then I kept O'Neill Cruz and Haloit Ramos, uh, both as oysters. All right, so, so the first thing I see there is good for you for maximizing your, your roster. You're the only person that, that we, we have the limit of seven, uh, five on either side, meaning five oysters or five um, players that, that um, you have to pay for. But I thought you did a really good job at, at, at doing that. And um, let's, let's – well, first of all, Will Smith for 50 cents. Uh, I, I think Will Smith is probably going to have – Maybe next to JT Real Muto, probably have the, next, the best offensive year of any catcher. So at 50 cents, um, that's a really good deal. Um, Ian Anderson, I really like him. I'm not sure if he's a $2 pitcher, but I, I think you, you're probably thinking, let, let me just lock in some pitching here. And you did that with uh, certainly Peralta was worth the price, which you picked up in a trade last year. And Dakota Hudson, I'm guessing you took a little bit of a flyer on him for 25 cents. I did. I had him as I had him in my reserve. He pitched well the last, you know, last week. Um, I, I think he's a good pitcher, and I I think if I can get nine wins out of twenty five cents, I'm in good shape with good percentage numbers. Okay. All right. Hey, let's talk about your your one oyster because we 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 we've mm. had previous conversations on this. Uh, let's talk about O'Neill Cruz. What do you like about him? Uh, I I think he's got he's a five tool guy. Um. He's young. He swings and misses. At, he goes through periods, from what I read, at swings and misses at times, but he's a really good shortstop. I don't think he'll end up at shortstop long term. I think Gonzalez will play short, and then Cruz will end up in the outfield. Um, he, but he can hit the ball hard. He can hit hit the ball over the fence, against the fence. Um, and it, it's not it's a big deal anymore, but he has the talent to swipe bases. I, I thought when you were thinking of five-tool player, I thought you were going to say that he can block, defend, um, oh. <laughs> that type of thing. At six-seven, right? Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's, he's a good a post. Guy. Yeah. So it, isn't it going to be a little bit of a freak show to want to see a six-seven shortstop? Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and it, you know, he had that. He had a little issue a couple of years ago when he got in that car accident, and he was the driver. And you know, as a young young adult that's tough to come back from sometimes and but if all accounts he's he's you know he's 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 ready to go he, he had a good year last year and they they need somebody to put in the field to have somebody come watch and maybe well, this is a first, guy first of all nobody's going to come watch but but good good for you for he should get a long leash Right, because the, the the pirates have have, have nothing. Yeah, well, uh, I, I'd be surprised if they didn't lose a hundred games. And that's why um, when I year. when I looked at bringing up Hudson or Cruz, I thought I'm going to bring up Hudson because he's prob he's going to pitch this year. If he doesn't get hurt, he's going to be in the rotation. So Cruz, I thought like he could go down again and then come back up. So it it doesn't cost me anything. But yeah, we'll see. And then Haloit Ramos, I was on the fence with this guy. I didn't know if I wanted yeah. to, to retain him. Yeah, that, well, you know what? Does it hurt 
Yeah, it's always one of those picks that you find out in May or June. He's not coming up. You can always you can always dump him. You'll you, you'll be fine. He'll certainly be around next year or the year after in the Giants outfield. Um, this it may not be this year, but I don't think that pick hurts at all. Yeah. So we'll see. And then the Lakers, uh, they keep the Lakers spent some money. Um, they keep Arenado at three dollars, Paul Goldschmidt at two fifty, Wheeler at two fifty. Chris Taylor at a dollar fifty, Max Fried at fifty cents, and Oviedo uh, as an oyster. So this is the opposite side, right? There, there was the bill value play, and this is the Lakers um, spending their money on proven commodities. And I want to say that this is the most ever spent ten dollars. But if you're going to spend ten dollars, you probably want to spend it on this group of players. Um, the, the, the part that's going to be difficult for the Lakers is sitting through the first five rounds of the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or sitting <laughs> through try, a portion of the draft. He's going to be trying to bid everybody up, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, so he's a uh, – but at, Arnato, I mean, you had talked about it the other day when we were talking it, is he could have a really good year. And if, if that guy's competing for the MVP or wins the MVP for $3, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's not a bad, that's not a terrible price for Arenado. I mean, Goldschmidt at two fifty, I think, is a really good is a really good price. Um, and you know, obviously, Max Reed at fifty cents is is, is really good. So, um, what do you think about Wheeler at two fifty? Because I, I like I like Zach Wheeler, but I don't watch him pitch like you do. So last year he had a he had an awesome year. I I think he finished second in the Cy Young. Um, yeah. He he. There have been reports where he's had some shoulder stiffness, not pain, but you know what I mean? Where he's kind of pitching, he's not pitching off the mound and he goes back to the mound. So that worried me a little bit when I, when I heard that, but uh, baseball's a long season. And I, I, I think he's a, he's a, he's a number one pitcher easily. Yeah. He, he's, he's really good. He's a really good pitcher and his is just staying healthy. His um, two, 200 innings. Well, he might not. He he's not going to be the opening day starter. So maybe you know, I don't know. And they're going to play some double headers. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. But he's going to uh, pitch one hundred and one hundred eighty. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. I, I think which he is, will. Which is the new two hundred, right? Yeah, right. Hell, the one fifty is the new two hundred. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, th- that was good. I, I think there's there's a lot of value out there, and and um, we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, you know. You know, when you when you submit these things, you always feel like, ah, I think, ah let's give it a shot. I don't know. Blah, blah. And then by June, you're like, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah. Well, like like last year, we will grade this at the end of the season to, to see how everybody has done with their retention picks. But, you know, at first blush, they make sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, before we get into any other Bush League news, let's start off with the uh, – at the quarterfinals of this uh, most hyped okay. am- amateur baseball player. All right. All right. Uh, first seed Steven Strasburg against eight seed Bo Jackson. Who you got? Who's most overhyped? Wait, most most mo- over. Not overhyped. Most hyped. Most hyped. Most hyped. Uh, uh, yep. Between those um, two. Because of the of the time frame that he came in at, I'm going to say Steven Strasburg. Okay. Let me go with Strasburg. Yeah, I was um, good. Had, yeah. had Bo Jackson. Been around in the internet age, it would have been Bo Jackson, but oh, okay. uh, it, it was Strasburg. All right, number four seed David Green against the five seed Greg Jeffries. 
because I'm a Cardinals fan and because of the massive trade the Cardinals made in, in order to get David Green, uh, I'm going to say it was, it, it's David Green back in the uh, the early 80s. Okay. He was part of that Raleigh Fingers deal and – Right. Yeah, that yeah. massive, massive trade with the uh, yeah. with the Brewers. And Greg Jeffries, I think he was in Sports Illustrated as a teenager. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, number three seed Bryce Harper against number six seed Todd Van Poppel. Yeah, this this one's this one's an easy one. Uh, it, it was Bryce Harper. I mean, we heard uh, about him when he was what 13, 14 years old, and sped through high school so that he could start playing college ball at a what at a uh, community college when he was how old 16 17 something like that yeah he took the ged to get into school and early yeah yeah um I, I don't know if you remember todd van poppel he was he he basically told the braves in the 1990 draft not to pick him the braves had the number one pick he told the braves not to pick him so you know who the braves picked instead Who's that? Chipper Jones. <laughs> what a mistake. <laughs> and the, and the, nice. the Athletics picked Popple, Van Poppel in the as the 14th pick of the overall, you know, 14th overall pick and he pitched a couple of, Yeah, he had like a David Clyde type career. Yeah. So so, so for the Braves, that's the epitome of serendipitous. Yep. Yep. All right, number two seed Bryn Taylor against number seven seed JD Drew. Oof. This is a tough and one. This is this is just in terms of most hyped, not in terms of production their career, right? Yeah, no, 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 hyped. Yep. Uh, I, I'm going to say be, be, because he was a draft choice of the Yankees. I'm going to say Taylor. Taylor, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. For those of you who don't know, he was a lefty pitcher, I believe, out of South Carolina, a high school kid, and um, it did not go well. For and I'm looking him up now. Um, his name was Bryn, right? T. I'm not sure if it's Bryn or Brian. Brian Taylor. All right, I'm, I'm gonna look. It was spelled B R I. I believe it's spelled B R I E N. Yeah. He's not even in – I must not be spelling it right because he's – oh, there he is. Yeah, number one overall pick in the um, 1991 draft by the Yankees. Really wasn't that that big of a draft uh, for the first round. I'll throw out some other names that were uh, – Demetri Young had a pretty good career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm looking through here. Doug Glanville was the 12th overall pick. Manny Ramirez was the 13th. Um, Cliff Floyd was a good good player. He was the 14th pick. So it wasn't like a solid, you know, but anyway. Um, so we're going to go with Taylor as more hype than J.D. Drew. The J.D. Drew was pretty hyped as well. He was the guy drafted by the Phillies and refused to sign. Yeah, and, and then he played a couple years in St. Louis, and then he moved to Atlanta. and Red Sox. Yeah. Yeah, and and if you're talking about career, I think the hype relative to his career didn't match. I don't I don't Correct. think it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so we'll we'll circle back to hit the semifinals here in a little bit. Um, March 26th, we have our draft. We're going to start at noon per the uh, Sewer Hawks. 
Yeah, I think that's the earliest that they can get there. Um, he has said, you know, there's no hurry, which he, he's, he's right. Um, you know, last year, I think we, we used to, what, all nine hours or something like that. But let's, let's, let's say start at noon. If you can get there 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes before that, that's great. Okay. Um, and it's at the— But we uh, have the room all night, so we're, we're, we're fine. All right, Country Inn and Suites in uh, York, Pennsylvania— uh, Confirm, you're going to triple confirm everyone has a room booked. I, I confirmed after our last podcast where my name didn't show up on the list. And we'll spread um, that away. I'm just going to confirm. I'm just going to confirm that um, the issue that we have with, with, with your rate, whoever has it now has it. And uh, we're outside of the $89 window at this point. So okay. just, just let everybody know we're going to have um, it's 245 St. Charles Way, but we'll put that on the the Bush League website. Yeah. Um, $90 for the league fee plus the room? Yeah. So everybody pays for their own room. Wait, wait. You're, you're talking about the, the, the meeting room, right? The meeting room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so league fees are always $50. Um, they've been that for, for a long time. Um, there's the uh, CBS website fee, which is a buck fifty overall or $15. Per, per person, and then the meeting room is twenty. Uh, I believe is is two fifty. Um, I'll just double check that. So that gives us a total per owner of ninety dollars. Okay. Um, I would prefer if everybody pay me uh, by Venmo, um, but if not, um, I'll take cash and then just store it until championship uh, party. All right. Good enough. Um, any other notes on that? Don't text us Friday night asking where the draft is and when. <laughs> yes, please don't, because I'm not going to be responding to that. <laughs> yeah, we, and we we have a note on the Bush League website. We do have it. Um, I, I think what we're going to do is we're going to address that at the draft, and maybe we can project it and say, hey, this is what it looks like. This is where you can find stuff. We'll have, like, a little lesson on how to, how to uh, maneuver through this thing. It's not that difficult. Um, well, yeah, the idea behind the website is to be a repository for historical information as well as current information to be able to find um, the podcast, both the most recent and archives of the podcast, some pictures, that type of thing. It's really to simplify everyone's life so that they don't have to dig through old emails. So if we can start using it, great. Um, but it also helps cut down on last-minute texts and questions. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to have the first fab run on Saturday, April 9th. Yeah, I think that sounds reasonable, right? Um, because we didn't know at the time we had the winter meetings whether when the season was going to start. And, you know, we, we talked informally about maybe having a fab run prior to the start of the season. Um, but I don't think there's any need for that. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's have the first fab run uh, Saturday, April 9th, and cross our fingers that CBS is up and running and that we don't have any glitches there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, cross our fingers. Um, all right, th that sounds good, and we'll, we'll deal with any nickels and dimes at the draft table. Um, so, Rick, the, the other thing I want to talk about, Rick graduated from beer school. I don't know if that's the formal yeah. name. But, yeah, well, that's okay. That's yeah. what we want to call it. We yeah. want to call it beer school, right? And um, we're still looking 
for our first Bush League um, beer, right? Yes. It's named after us. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, and I think this would put Rick over the top. He's probably got more degrees than anyone now. Well, where's he sitting now? I think he's sitting at three. Two or three? Three. Damn. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I know. Nice, huh? Yep. Uh, and you, you, you want to deal with this text trade approval thing, or you want to deal with it at, at the draft? <laughs> we, we can deal with it at the draft. That's okay. fine. I just put a, I just put a note in there yeah. um, in, in terms of what, what do we want to do uh, in terms of length of, for, for trades, how many days do we need approval? That's all. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Sounds good. Uh, before we get into baseball news, let's let's knock out the uh, semifinals of the of the March Madness. Let's do it. Bracket. All right. One seed Steven Strasburg against the four seed David Green, most hyped amateur baseball player. Uh, certainly, that would have to be Strasburg. Okay, I agree with that. And number th- the third seed Bryce Harper against the two seed Bryn Taylor. Uh, Bryce Harper. Oof. All right. For those of you who don't remember, the younger people, uh, Brent Taylor was pretty hyped. He was a hyped. Yeah, I think yeah, Steinbrenner yeah, went down to see him as a as a high school kid. That, that's how hyped he was. All right. Wow. Um, baseball news: Opening day moves to April seventh. There is a 162 game schedule out there right now. Yes. Uh, yes. Which which you just brought up earlier about double headers i don't has major league baseball decided what they're going to do with double headers are they going to have the seven inning or are they going to play nine inning i haven't i haven't read either one i i don't okay yeah um but i I guess they got to do something because (laughs) we we missed a week and you know uh unless they're going to play on off days as as we get through the season um spring training's up and running I think everyone has reported. Um, I don't think there's any visa issues or anything like that. Um, games have already started. Uh, then we got the expanded. Yeah. We got the expanded playoffs, which was added this year. Yeah, you, you knew that was going to be a bargaining chip, as we had talked about in the preseason. Uh, I'm just happy that it went from. 10 teams to 12 and not to 14, but that day is coming as you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and, and the form, the format is going to be, uh, seated, um, you know, meaning that the top two teams get buys and then three, six, four, five play because there was talk about, you know, doing some kind of, uh, if it went to seven teams in each league that the first team would get a buy and then the other two, two and three would get the pick. And mercifully that wasn't done. Yeah, um, and are, are they reseeding after each each round or no? no? Okay, no, it's just straight out. All right, yeah, good. But, enough. but it is going to be um, that that opening round, the three, six, four, five round, is going to be a three game series. So, so the one game series is done. And the other thing baseball has done because of the tight time frame is that if there's a tie at the end of the regular season, there's not going to be a playoff game. It's going to be decided by tiebreakers. I'm not sure what they are, but. Um, that's the way they're going to roll this year. Okay. All right. Yeah, good enough. Uh, and National League adapts a designated hitter, which is horrible to There's me. There's a big surprise, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. Um, the, uh, the the salary tax cap, um, it it's at 230 now? $230 million? Yes. Okay. And and how far is it? How many years before it gets to 244 
I don't know if that's next year or the year after. I I, I don't know. Um, I guess we're already seeing some teams that say the hell with it, like the Mets. Yeah. And there's some teams like the Pirates that say it doesn't really matter to us. We'll never get there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the Phillies just went over with the Castellanos signing, too. So that was an interesting signing to me, right? If, if we can just deviate for just one minute. Um, the fact that they signed both Schwarber and Castellano, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. When when they signed Schwarber, though, I'm like, man, this team is really left-handed heavy. And I, I think Castellano really balances that out. Um, is, is he going to play left field and then Schwarber's going to be the DH or vice versa? Because neither one of them can play de- defense really well. No, but I would think Castellano's probably a, a little better than Schwarber. Um, okay. Well, you you tell me. You you tell me halfway through the season if you still think that's true. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, you're I, right. I I'll get the out there. He's a butcher. Is he is he that bad? He 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 is not very aggressive, and maybe he knows. Maybe that's he does. He knows his liabilities, but man, he lets a lot of balls play in front of him. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, he'll probably play left field. Or, you know, Herrera play. Center because Herrera to the Phillies is like a bad cold. I mean, it's can't can't shake this guy because he plays good enough to stay on the field. You know, I I think they bought him out last year, or for twelve they had to buy him out because of that whole domestic thing and and now I think they only pay him like two to three million dollars a year now. But um, he keeps hanging around and he his he has a high OPS. He's got a really weird approach at the plate, but. He plays well. All right. I, I, I mean, I think the Phillies kind of missed. But they, do, do you think it would have been better money signed uh, if they had Kenley Jansen versus either Schwarber or Castellanos? I would have rather I, – I, I mean, for a one-year deal, I think Jansen was a steal. Okay. I, I don't care if it was at $14 million, $18 million, One year is one year. You know what I mean? Somebody said that there's no such thing as a bad one-year deal. I just I don't think there is. I don't know. Like what? What do you? What happens if he's not any good? I mean, look look at the bullpen now. He's got to be better than anybody Who else. Who is their out. closer? Is it Knable? It could be. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see. Um, so speaking about. <clears throat> The Reds, or they give up on Castellanos. You had a, you had a. Do you have an issue with the Reds? I do. Yeah, I, what's, I, I what's do. the I, issue? I feel bad. I, I feel bad for the Reds fans, right? Besides uh, Castellanos, who, who probably made a good decision not going back there. Um, the Reds trade Winker and Suarez to the Mariners for uh, an underwhelming package. Got rid of Amir Garrett. I mean, they're just. Their payroll is is just dropping, and it's funny. Um, the poor GM on the team, Nick Crawl, um, he says that what they're trying to do is is level out the highs and the lows, the peaks and the valleys. And so, as, as a baseball fan, I want to know wh- what is the peaks for the Reds? Is it the 2020 season when they made the playoffs during COVID, and then they they forget about all the the valleys? I, if you're a Reds fan, I. I I don't know what there is. I mean, you're you're a lot closer to the Pirates than you are to the Cardinals or the Brewers. All right, so let's let's deal with the, the some of the guys they signed and let go. So the the Reds, they they weren't they 
they weren't going to pay Trevor Bauer that kind of money. I don't know how many teams would have paid Trevor Bauer that kind of money off of one COVID year. I mean, he had a really good year in 2020, but I, he, he, he's never performed at that level for 162 games. Or right. in, in that sense, 33 starts, right? So he was way overpaid. So I think it was a good move. Uh, now, obviously, looking back, it was an awesome move not to pay that guy. Um, Agreed. The Suarez-Winker deal, I, I, I mean, Winker had an awesome year, but is he that player? Is Winker that good? Um, he's probably going to be better than Nick Senzel, Tyler Naquin, or Jake Fraley. Yeah, he's yeah he's probably going to be better than than Fraley or or Senzel. I, I think Naquin has a has a role and he knocks in runs when he you know he's he's a he's a big hitter. But um, I think some of that Winker deal. Was I, I'm in fact I'm almost positive was yeah we'll give you Winker for these you know the the one guy they got was I think it's a first round pick at a college from the Mariners and two other guys are just kind of fill ins but I think the issue was we'll give you Winker for these guys but you're taking Suarez and Suarez has 33 million left on his contract oh no doubt no I mean it's pure and simple it's a salary dump well it, it's a player dump. I mean Suarez is Suarez is on on the downside of that bell curve, man. His year last year was pathetic, and they it was bad. They don't know where the where the hell to put him because he's he's an average third baseman who doesn't hit the ball well anymore. They well, got I can tell you where not to put him, and that's a shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where he shouldn't be on the field. But and and when he, if he's not hitting, then it's really bad. Then you're then you're Thirty-three million into this guy that stinks. So that's what I think some of that was. Was we'll give you Winker, but you're taking Suarez, and that's that. I mean, um, yeah, and they, and they still got Mustakas for another year, who's not really that good anymore, but he's he's a better hitter than Suarez. OPS okay, so wise. let me ask you: over and under in terms of wins for the Reds this year? Oh, I mean, they're. I mean, they got the Brewers to deal with. They got. The Cardinals to deal with, They'll, they're better than the Pirates. I, I don't know what their pitching's like, to be honest with you, right now. How, how about if I set the over and under at 72? Ooh. Uh, last year they were 83 and 79. Um, yikes. 72? I don't know what fan graphs or, or, yeah, yeah, or Steamer, I get it. what yeah. they have. Mm-hmm. That was just my number. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess by the fact you're hesitating means it's a fairly decent number. Well, I'm looking at their pitching, and they really don't have a lot. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's over, but slightly, not not significantly. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll revisit that one. Hey, and speaking of revisiting, can we re- revisit the Pirates-Tigers? I'll take the Tigers again this year. Yeah, I will too. <laughs> You're going to have to give me crazy odds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the Tigers too. And, and on, a, on a red note too, uh, after Suarez got traded and a couple of their pitchers, Ken Griffey Jr. is now the sixth highest player of the payroll. <laughs> How is that? 
I read that, and you sent me a tweet on that. How, how is that possible? I guess he deferred all that money in, like, 09 or 07 when he retired or whatever and to 2022. So, so let me ask you something. Let, let's play. Uh, I'm going to ask you to play devil's advocate here. If you're a Reds fan, how do you feel about Ken Griffey Jr. being the sixth highest person on the payroll? And you know what? Ken Griffey might be the seventh highest. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making that one up. But Well, I, I feel really good because I think they're paying him like $3 million a year for the next couple of years. That's a steal. At Ken Griffey at 50 is a steal for $3 million. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe if he comes back, find some, you know what, if they have Ken Griffey Day and yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. Day, every other uh, homestand or something like that, maybe they can draw some people. <laughs> yeah, bless. Yeah. What a mess. Um, and then uh, player moves. So, you know, last week was, uh, boy, I, I couldn't keep track. I still have to go back in and just make sure I got everyone, all these free agents that have been signed. Um, Let me ask you something here. I, I kind of liked it. I, I kind if they didn't have the whole lockout situation, I kind of like having moves prior to December first, and then right around spring training. I, I, I love the, the just how quickly everything happened. Yeah. Um, if they didn't have all that. Yeah, it was. I, I. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying it. It's a task to to make sure you oh, have. Yeah, I have everyone tracked. And if I'm if I'm right, which I who knows, I think Conforto's the biggest guy left on the market. We we talked about that um, before the show, and you know, a quick scan would say that that's probably true. I mean, he's going to land somewhere. Somebody's going to get a fairly good, you would think, fairly good deal on him. Don't you think you'd like him, right? I don't know if I like him. I yeah, I think he's a good player. I think he should ha- he should be on a major league roster. <laughs> I just don't know what he's asking. It, it's got to be a large sum, right? Or, um, or years. Some, somewhere between what um, I'm guessing, somewhere between where Castellanos um, got paid and what the Cardinals picked up, um, uh, was it Dickerson? Which I, I don't understand that move for five five million, but it's a one year contract. So he's probably, I'm going to guess, what would you say, somewhere in the 10, 15 a year, 15 to 20 a year is where he'll end up signing AAV? Yeah, I was thinking more of the Jorge Soler, the three-year, $36 million, yeah, 10, 12 million. I, 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 don't, I don't know if people are going to go long-term with this guy. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't know. He, he hasn't, he, he's another one that, that's hyped up pretty well, but. His performance doesn't match his hype. You think? Uh, well, I, I, honestly, I, I I've never really been in on Michael Conforto. Um, I, I I think in the right landing spot, I, I think he's going to be able to put up some some decent numbers, right? Be a, a nice steady player. Is he going to be an outstanding player? Versus, you know, as you've talked about in the show, versus the hype. I don't know. It, but the hype's not really his fault. No, you're right. I mean, 19 was his best year. 33 homers, 92 ribs, 856 OPS. He had a good COVID year. Um, you, you think that's a ceiling for him? Well, it, I don't know. It it maybe. I mean, last year he 
he's last year he got off to a slow start and the Mets were a disaster. So who knows? Uh, yeah. he, he's 29 years old, but you're right. He's a left-handed stick. I, I don't know if defensively he's any good. I, I don't know, but yeah, we'll see. He certainly should be on a roster somewhere. Yeah, he will be. Yeah. I mean, maybe he'll sign uh, like a one-year deal, like like that Carlos Korea deal. What that they, was strange, right? So, 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 so tell me about that. What do, what do you know about that? I think he signed three one-year contracts where he uh, has the option. Well, yeah, I, I think it was a three-year. I think it was a three-year contract, but with opt-outs after each of the years. Yeah, but he has them. Yeah, so essentially, that's what he's doing. He's. He said, I'll let you, you know, he's saying, yeah, I'll play this year and I'll let you know. I think it's a good move for the Twins because if it goes south, you could trade him pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. That, yes, he's a, he's a movable piece. Um, I'm still not convinced that the Twins are going to compete this year based upon their their pitching staff. But, but hey, you know what? I, I like it. It's a good chance by both, They're trying. both parties. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying. Yeah. There you go. All right. Um. I don't have any twib notes this week. I, I'm hoping to have a bunch of notes after the Saturday draft and you guys bring me something to try. <laughs> All right. So, well, yeah, let's, I, encourage, I encourage every owner to bring, to bring the chief one beer that he has to sample throughout the draft. So that's nine different beers throughout the draft. Can you do that? Uh, you mean like nine beers within the draft? time span or do i get to like sample them after the draft as well uh i i I guess we would give you till after the draft as well i would love to see it happen during the draft well you are are you gonna drink nine beers in nine hours oh absolutely not okay well Um, why would you ask me to be part of the golden monkey award (laughs) no i'm not doing that i'll sample it like take a sip like in a cup but i'm not drinking the whole thing (laughs) jeez um yeah so anyway bring me some beers i'll try it out maybe you'll make our podcast (laughs) all right you you got any corrections follow-ups yeah last time i was listening to our last podcast and i i kept saying draft 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 and when i say draft i really mean um auction format which to me is is still the best format of any any league right because in a draft you you really can't if you want the number one player and you don't have the number one yeah, uh, choice, then you'll never get to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've gone into drafts. I think we've all gone into drafts thinking we're going to work it this way. And just things just get out of control really quickly. Uh, players get bid up on uh, people you think you're going to s- s- slide through there. And uh, I, the whole the whole dynamic of the draft in the draft room um, being an auction is, is just it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then, uh, all right, so today in baseball history, I got two notes. 1976, okay. Alvin Dark, manager for the Padres, got fired in spring training. And it surprised me to read that. And then I found that there were two in recent history. Uh, Tim Johnson for the Blue Jays got fired in spring training in 99. And Joe Kerrigan got fired by the Red Sox in 2002. Do you remember any of this? I, I don't, but if you were asking me for teams that I thought would be on this list, I would have thought it would have been the Mets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> no, that's, excuse me, that's that's funny. Um, yeah, so Kerrigan managed in 2001 as an interim, 
Um, he was 17 and 26 towards the end of the year. I started off as the manager and then, and then uh, got canned. I, I think he ended up being the Phillies pitching coach that year in 02 or maybe 03. Um, he's a he's a Philadelphia guy. And then Tim Johnson, a Blue Jay. I, I, I vaguely remember his name. But I don't even remember the name. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not sure what happened. That was in 90, 99. So I'm wondering if Cito Gaston took over for him. Oh, right. It would have been right that. around that time frame. In 98, he was 80, 88 and 74. Uh, finished three games back. Like, it wasn't that bad. Um, so at, that's interesting that, uh, no, Jim Fergosi took over for him <laughs> in 99. Oh, brother. <laughs> what a waste. And then 1986, you remember Britt Burns from the White Sox? I do. Yeah, he was traded to the Yankees, uh, and, and the doctor should have been fired because there was a chronic deterior- deteriorating hip condition that he didn't pitch that year and never pitched a major league game after that. Uh, How do you get through the that? hip? Yeah. How does a doc not pick that up? Uh, I don't know. That's, that's, that's not good. Well, the good news is he was traded for Joe Cali, so, you know. <laughs> didn't, wait a second. I want to say that you actually had, you actually drafted or in the auction picked up Joe Cowley one year. I did he, when he was with the uh, Phillies. Yeah. Because he was traded. He was traded from the White Sox for the Phillies. So that would have been 1987. Uh, he was 0-4 with a 15 ERA, and then I cut him. <laughs> I, it was nice. Like, I don't know how much I paid. I don't think I paid a lot for the guy, but. Um, I hope not. Yeah. Uh, oh, he was, uh, he was traded to the Phillies. The Phillies sent Gary, uh, Reedus. Gary Reedus. Nice. He was a nice player. Yeah. 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 He, he was, he was a pretty solid player that he, he was a guy that, uh, when it counted, he could steal bases. Now no one cares. Um, yeah. So there are about two notes. What are you walking off with? All right, got a couple of things here. I don't think there was any birthdays that we missed. Uh, usually try and catch up on that. But uh, yesterday, um, you and I were um, guests on the latest sports podcast, which I would uh, encourage everybody to listen to, hosted by, uh, by Casey Burke. Um, you and I talk about um, Major League Baseball and talk about uh, what's happened in the, the past winter and um, our predictions so people can hold us to it. But uh, it was good, and I, I want to ask you something here. Was, was it nice not to have to be the host of the show and just be able to answer questions? Uh, yeah, it was nice. Although we did have yeah, a know. little little prep work on that, and I struggled prepping for the American League stuff. But um, yeah, really? it was. You, you sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so I just was that thank was that a backhanded slap at me or no <laughs> no 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 it, it was really well how about this i would encourage all owners to listen to the last sports podcast casey if you could text that out to everybody um um everybody take a listen and then tell me what you think if it doesn't sound like the chief knows what he's talking about in the al uh, i am very sincere about that okay, okay. <laughs> oh, and bro. and then the other thing is Draft day, what, 
five days away, um, all of a sudden the anxiety is already rushing in for me. As soon as we're done with this podcast, um, planning to take a look, you know, set up my strategy, my plan, which within the first five minutes of the auction will we'll go out the window. Um, I'm just happy that, that, that baseball will, 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 will be back. Um, all the acrimony is at least swept under the carpet for, for the time being and get back to, to baseball. Um, as, as part of the draft, um, I, I think want to ask for um, some volunteers um, out there to enter the um, enter the players into CBS Sports. Um, for those that you that haven't done it, um, I'm looking at you, Statman. Um, this would be a great opportunity because you have 10 or 12 days as opposed to like a 24-hour turnaround. So I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there on Saturday. Awesome. Yeah. That was a good plug for the uh, roster entries. <laughs> yeah, it just came to me. Yeah. Oh, it did? Yeah, nice. Okay. Uh, I'm walking off. walking off with? Yeah, I'm walking off with, I will give uh, anyone uh, my, uh, sorry, so I forgo my first two reserve picks. So it would be the third round of the reserve. I'm willing to give up my third uh, round of the reserve pick. If you can prove and corroborate who said, for God's sakes, man, let me help you. <laughs> if you can, okay. if so, you can so prove here. it beyond a reasonable doubt who said that last year, I will give you that pick. <laughs> so that really brings up a good point. Um, number one, everybody mind your P's and Q's because the Golden Monkey Award is out there. But number two, please, everyone, take copious notes on draft day experiences, funny quotes, um, missteps, um, any, anything that would add to the podcast that we can put into the Bush League website to, to keep. Um, we're going to have uh, lead writer Casey Burke um, recap the draft sometime um, in, in the month of April. But, but, yeah, please, please make these notes. Let's, 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 let's be sharp. And, you know, to quote Hill Street Blues, let's be careful out there. Okay, and before we sign off, uh, we got the finals. Most hyped, oh, right. most hyped okay. player. Uh, two nationals, Strasburg or Harper? Who is the most hyped amateur baseball player? Oof. Wow, 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 wow. I don't think I can go wrong on, on either one of those. I'm, I'm going to say uh, Stephen Strasburg. Uh, okay, Strasburg is it. Why? Did I, did I do wrong? Because no. I'm thinking that you're not complaining music that I messed up, are you? No, no we would have okay. talked about that prior. Because <laughs> I learned my lesson last year. Um, yeah, I know. I really fumbled that. Strasburg, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think you could go wrong. Um, as I was, as I did mine, um, I was stuck on this Greg Jeffries thing because he was a pretty hype player, but I think Strasburg was more hyped. And um, Bryn Taylor, but I, I think you got it right. I think you got Harper Strasburg in the finals, and you know you couldn't go wrong either one. I, I, I think just because, and let, let me just try and clarify that point because Strasburg um, played at San Diego State. It, it, it got big news there yeah. versus Bryce Harper um, playing at a, at a junior college, um, and, and Strasburg was also hyped by his college coach, uh, the late Tony Gwynn. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, that's kind of how I remember it. Yeah, and, yeah, and Harper was the the kid that you would watch YouTube videos of. 
Like, look, yeah. look, look how you hit this thing. Yeah, with the face yeah, paint I, and all the other stuff. <laughs> and, 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 you know, um, people like me are just starting to watch YouTube videos, even though they've been around for, what, 15 or 20 years? <laughs> well, maybe it just got into Limerick or wherever you live. <laughs> and coming soon to Lancaster County. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm familiar with YouTube. That's how, okay. I, that's how I fix stuff around the house. Uh, it, it is a good resource for that. And, and we'll talk off the air. There's some YouTube channels that I really like to watch. So there's some informative stuff um, that's out there. So, yeah. All right, Chief. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you on, on Saturday. It's going to be a good day. Good enough. I will see you all on Saturday. Have a good week. Take, take care.